Good morning, good morning, everyone. Uh, prayer and fasting. How many of you took up the challenge so far for a 30-day fast? A couple of you? Several of you? All right. Well, you're not too late if you thought, well, 30-day fast, I missed it. If you start today, it'll be like 28, 29 days. <laughs> okay? So you're invited to take up a 30-day fast. And to clarify, it's not fasting, not eating for 30 straight days, okay? It's giving up something, kind of like Lent, where you give up, you know, people give up chocolate, they give up caffeine, they give up whatever. Um, a spiritual discipline, part of talking about the Lord's Prayer, is give us this day our daily bread. So it's focusing just on our necessities. So eating simply, maybe it's giving up meat, maybe it's giving up whatever it is. For me, I'm uh, committed to give up snack foods after 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock is my deadline. <laughs> 8 p.m. 8 p.m. So as we do this, uh, we'll be praying to understand God's kingdom and God's will on earth and in our lives. As God provides our daily needs, we will take our minds, the whole idea is to take our minds off distractions and meditate on God's will be done. So this slide's a little busy, but on the green side, that's uh, baby guru. That's uh, Yoda's, uh, is that? It's, it wasn't actually, it's not actually Yoda, is it? It's just another, it's not actually Yoda himself, right? But uh, a Yoda-type character, I think. Um, but it doesn't come out very well. He's wide-eyed and vulnerable and innocent on the green side, but on the lightsaber side, he's steely-eyed. <laughs> and uh, he's grown into a... Uh, a Jedi. So as we um, fast and pray and focus, maybe God will um, have us focus and meditate on our position as children, sons and daughters of God. God is our Heavenly Father. Maybe God might um, help us focus on a heavenly perspective and purpose. God's kingdom come, God's will be done. What is God's will and purpose in my life? Give us this day our daily bread, God's provision in our lives. And today, the next in the series in the prayer is forgive us our debts as we forgive others, as we pray for the power to forgive. Most of this message is going to be on prayer and fasting um, and focusing to having the power to forgive. So in Matthew 12, 43, um, like I said last week, I came across that uh, passage um, uh, that was kind of really interesting. When one spirit leaves a person, it wanders the air, and if it finds your house empty again, it's going to come back <laughs> to us. And so prayer and fasting really opens up the spiritual world in our lives. So we are encouraged, uh, exhorted to fill 
that void in our lives with God's spirit or other worldly spirit's will. Now, I personally was able to name some spirits. They have names, okay? While I was struggling with fasting. Well, while we're watching the Kings game uh, late at night, and everybody's bringing out their munchies, and I'm ready to reach into the bag, and I get the past 8 o'clock. <laughs> um, I discovered, I discovered that I have used food, snacks, as a substitute, and maybe you can identify with these, maybe you can't, for the avoidance of chores, that's a, 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 that's a spirit in my life, boredom, procrastination, hurt, loneliness. These are the names, I believe, of uh, some of my little battles and my relationship with food. The Apostle Paul said very succinctly, what I want to do, I don't do, but what I don't want to do, I end up doing. It is a spiritual battle within us that virtually everyone, I believe, can relate to. So... Uh, this is the spiritual battle that we are in. The battle is for our hearts and minds. Now, our, our fasts can be from food, but uh, biologically, it's really whatever give us, gives us a, what's called a dopamine hit, okay? Dopamine is that um, pleasure sensor in our brain. Certain things trigger that. They've done these studies in, in rats and whatnot and mammals. We all have it. And so it's not just food. It's whatever your drug of choice is. Now, we talk about drugs. You know, it could be a drug, an illicit drug. It could be a prescription drug. It could be food. I think the modern-day drugs and foods are, uh, oh, it's uh how do you like your fat? I think that's the modern-day dopamine hit. Do you like your fat with salt or with sugar? <laughs> okay. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? People that like their fat with sugar, they like donuts, sweets, chocolate, pastries. Those that like their fat with salt like potato chips. <laughs> Ramen noodles, all that stuff, right? How do you like your fat? I think that's the modern dopamine hit. But it could come from other things, too, not just food, not things that we ingest, but things that excite us. Workaholism, all right? Collecting things, shopping. Uh, the computer language, Pascal, Right? There was BASIC, Pascal, there was, you know, Microsoft, whatever, those of you that were into computers or that stuff. Blaise Pascal was a philosopher, and he wrote these, uh, he's got this little book called Pascal's Pences. Pascal's Pences. And he just was this philosopher that wrote down stuff, and then after his death, they produced this little book of like, I don't know, 300, 400 Pascal's his little writings. And he said this, we love the pursuit over the capture. 
This was the title of one of his penses, his writings. We love the pursuit over the capture. So he was talking about uh, how they would go on fox hunts, <laughs> right? All the fox, uh, all the dogs would run after the fox. Uh, all this excitement and to do to catch the fox. But once they catch it, okay, that's, that's over, right? All the excitement is, it is in the pursuit. And how many of us know what that's like in our pursuit of whatever it is? Whatever that next goal is, right? In the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, King Solomon said, it's like chasing after the wind. Like chasing after the wind. Unable to grasp it. Um, other experts in, uh, from addiction uh, uh, theory talk about addictions, all that power for addictions and compulsions are basically filled by two things. Running away, running away from pain or towards pleasure. Running away from painful things or toward pleasure feels addictions and compulsions. Sometimes they uh, visualize it as uh, trying to hold a beach ball underwater. Okay? Whatever our, that pain is we're running away from. We could, uh, it might not even come to our consciousness, things that we've repressed, but that anxiety, that energy causes us to run toward compulsions and addictions. By the way, uh, definitely uh, come for refreshments. I brought refreshments. So I'm going to share my big bag of Costco chips with you guys. I don't need this on my counter. <laughs> Perfect thing. It is lower in fat than uh, most potato chips. Okay. Four grams of fat. That's pretty good. That's kind of why I bought it. But I don't need, uh, for two of us, a Costco bag size. So anyway. So anyway, where was I? Uh, yeah, addictions and compulsions um, are, are fueled mainly by, like I said, uh, experts say running away from pain or towards pleasure. It's one way of boiling it down. So in a nutshell, all these evil spirits will come back if they find our souls empty. In other words, if we don't heal our hurts, they will just remain until we seek true healing in our position and identity with God. I'll say that again. These hurts, that, that void in our lives, will remain until we seek real healing in our position and identity with God. So the key is not to keep our souls empty. If uh, we keep our souls empty, the hurts will remain, the coping for pain of pursuits and pleasures will remain. The lack of grace will mark our lives. Remember that scripture we talked about, uh, one message? He who is forgiven little loves little. He who is forgiven little loves little. Any of you guys seen the Disney movie Soul? Animated film Soul? Um, it talks about, uh, it's an interesting philosophy of the afterlife, before life, our souls before we are here on earth. 
And it talks about these little uh, newbie little little puffballs, uh, little little souls before they come on earth. And there's this one soul, 22, it's called number 22, who has refused for millennia to come to earth. <laughs> He's like a problem child acting out in the pre-whatever is out there. And um, he has internalized all these negative messages. How 22 isn't ready. How 22, you're not good enough. How 22, you'll never amount to anything. You'll never be ready for earth. So here's just a depiction of visually, I thought, uh, might illustrate what we're talking about. He says, I'm scared, I'm not good enough. And so this character, Joe, is this outside voice letting, reminding him that he does have purpose, that he does have value. So back to our focus of our message today, forgive us our debts as we forgive others. This is the kingdom of God. This is God's will be done in our lives. Being perpetually in love and grace, God gives us the power to forgive others with a grateful heart. This is where it starts. God wants to reverse the effects of Genesis 3. God wants to heal the brokenness in the world. Out there, yes, with the world, with people, with others, but the reconciliation begins with us. The reconciliation begins first by God loving and forgiving you and I. As we uh, recite the prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. Um, if we look at the movement of the prayer, the ability to forgive others kind of comes at the end. So it starts with our Father, our position in God. Our Father, who art in heaven, how holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive others. That's the movement of the prayer. To be forgiven, we first need to re recognize our need that we are accountable to a holy and just creator. So it all starts, for us to be forgiven, we need to recognize our need that we are accountable to a holy and just creator. Recognize that we are sinful people, gives us humility, realize that God is holy, worthy of respect. Remember that God is not only just, and able to judge the whole world, that there will be a judgment, but that God is also even more so loving and merciful. And then we receive that love and mercy. Very much like that little 22. His inability to receive a positive message that he is worthy. He is lovable. And that's what the message is for you and I. And we respond in gratitude. So let's focus on this wonderful worship song. It's called, Who You Say I Am. It kind of sums up everything we talked about today.
Let's close in prayer. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. You say who you say I am. God, thank you for reaching out to us and coming to us. God, we pray for uh, hope and healing of our of our our loneliness, our pain, our our uh, our sin. God, our hurts. God, we pray we come to you with all those things, and we thank you that you can you have the power to heal. You have the power to save us. We thank you for that, God. And we ask for that healing to come in the depths of our souls. So with these things we ask, and thank you, Lord. In your son's name we pray. Amen. All right. Good to see you guys. We'll see you guys next door for some fellowship and some sharing around.